Oh, my God. 
five minutes after 6 a.m., and you'll never believe where the Jewish Unity Initiative has taken us. Rachov Dizengoff in Tel Aviv. That's right, Rachov Dizengoff in Tel Aviv. That's where we are. And uh, we'll need the other one. Sorry about that, ZK. Uh, and that's, that's where we are for day two of the Jewish Unity Initiative. <laughs> I'm Five minutes into the show, and I've already annoyed ZK. Well, <laughs> because we need a different cable if we're going to use that music source. Good morning, Nathan. And good morning and good afternoon. And a special hello to Joseph uh, here at La Lasagna. La Lasagna and the heart of Tel Aviv. We are on Rechov Dizengoff. When we left the United States, we said we're going to come here to Israel, and we're going to... Um, uh, feature places and broadcast from places that have been high profile in the news recently because of the because of the reality of the situation here in Israel. And there's no question, just like we did yesterday with with uh, Shariafo and uh, and the old city of Jerusalem, uh, there's no question that Rachov Dizengoff and Tel Aviv has made headlines here in Israel for not the best of reasons because of some of these attacks. One of the things that we uh, have emphasized in this Jewish Unity Initiative trip is to remind everybody that even the most common um, areas of the de- different metropolises of, uh, that's a word, in Israel. Today it is. Yeah, today it is for sure, uh, have been affected. And that people are, it's, this, is not an, this is not a Yudan Shomron issue and this is not a, uh, a, um, uh, an issue of outlying areas or small areas only. It's an issue all over Israel, and, and that includes the heart of Tel Aviv. This is the first time we're broadcasting from Rechov Dizengoff. Those of you who are in Tel Aviv right now will be here until 4 p.m. Israel time at 177 Rechov Dizengoff, 177 Dizengoff Street here in Tel Aviv, broadcasting the Jewish Unity Initiative. And we are expecting some great musical guests. We are expecting some very interesting guests who in some ways symbolize Tel Aviv and maybe a more general population here in Israel in terms of some of the things that are being accomplished and being done here in the Holy Land. And um, we'll speak with them coming up. And this is a perfect mid-trip visit, a perfect hmm. mid-trip uh, broadcast here from Rechov Dizengoff. We also had an incredible morning. We, and we had an incredible morning, which I'll speak about in a second. I want to start with last night where we, we were uh, at the Inbal Hotel in Jerusalem, conducting a live lunch in pretty cold Jerusalem weather, I must say. Uh, not really, really cold, but certainly, uh, you know, colder than what most people would do sitting outside on the Mirpeset, sitting outside on the porch of the Executive Lounge at the Inbal Hotel. Usually when people do that, it's 60, 70, 80, 90 degrees outside. Uh, we went ahead and uh, did a show in, I don't know, 35 degree weather last evening. I know a lot of you heard it, a lot of you saw it on the web. And I thank you for that. If you want to watch us, by the way, right now on Rehov Dizengoff, you can go to NachumSiegel.com, watch us right now. Uh, sitting in this beautiful La Lasagna restaurant on Dizengoff. Then we get to this morning. We get to this morning where we had an opportunity to uh, visit Shari Tzedek Hospital. Shari Tzedek Hospital, and I want to take this opportunity to thank our very good friend, Mayor Fertig, and of course, uh, Rachel Wolf, and um, uh, Dr. Halevi, and everybody who was so welcoming to us at the hospital itself. Um, Shari Tzedek certainly symbolizes uh, what's going on now in Israel in that they are, for so many victims, the first stop as a trauma center um, when there are stabbings and attacks to take place, and attacks of all kinds, I must say. They're prepared for everything over there. And then secondly, after the, um, 
uh, after after that whole aspect of the, the visit, <clears throat> we had an opportunity to see the brand new children's hospital. We had an opportunity to see so many uh, incredible, innovative things. I want to thank Audrey Gross, who conducted that tour and led us through um, so many areas of the hospital, which are so amazing. The number of births in the hospital are in the 20-plus thousand per year, which is incredible. The neonatal unit, and uh, people like myself have an appreciation for the neonatal unit. Over 70 spots in the neonatal unit uh, in Shireit Tzedek. And, I, and I, we thank them very, very much for that wonderful tour. And you'll hear from, the, from yesterday's victim of terror, from Nevei Daniel, you'll hear from him later on in this, uh, in this show at 7 o'clock. We'll play that for you, our conversation with, um, with him from Shari Tzedek Hospital. And, of course, we'll be speaking with some of the other people that we met yesterday as well. A lot of things unique to Tel Aviv. We're on Rokhov Dizengoff. We are watch- awesome, by we're, the way. We're watching, people, we're watching people enjoy lunch. We're watching people shop. A lot of people are taking pictures watching of this scene. Watching people watching us. Yeah, a lot of people are taking pictures right. of this scene, of a radio broadcast emanating from Rehov Dizengoff back to the United States and around the world, which is pretty cool. A lot of phones are being taken out and pictures are being taken. A lot of those small coffee cups. What is that, Turkish coffee? Or I think espresso, probably. Or espresso. A lot of small coffee cups, a lot of cigarettes. Lots of cigarettes. Lots of cigarettes. And I, and I, and I noticed that a couple of people who were in here before have walked about 50 feet away and are still observing what's going on in here. Because we're sort of, um, we're sort of uh, in the outdoor section, even though it's indoors, but the outdoor area right. of this restaurant. Yeah, and the window's open. Right. People know what we mean. It's sort of like the, the outdoor area, but it's, but it's enclosed, the enclosed outdoor area of the restaurant that we call La Lasagna under the leadership of Joseph Tamam at 177 Dizengoff. So it's a totally different experience. It is a, uh, it's a hustling and bustling Tel Aviv. This, <laughs> this is woman just ran her stroller into Cruder. <laughs> Shout out to Mayor Cruder. It is our way of, uh, again, showing solidarity, encouraging tourism, and reminding everybody that every area of Israel is affected by what's been happening. And the Don buses versus the Eged buses. Over the last few months, correct. A lot yep. of Don buses. Usually we're used to seeing Eged. Right. Uh, we, we thank a lot of great people. We thank Mayor Kruder of Kruder Photography. We thank Mr. Abe Banda of uh, Pomegranate for um, uh, backing the Jewish Unity Initiative's trip to Israel. We uh, thank our friends at Travel Cell. Yassi and Devorah and their entire staff at 212-868, uh, excuse me, Traveler's Choice. Choice. Yassi and Devorah, Traveler's Choice, 212-868-8698. Our friends at Travel Cell, keeping us connected back to the United States. You can go to TravelCell.com for information on that. And, of course, the Inbal Hotel, which has been um, such an amazing headquarters for us again at the, uh, at the network uh, in the heart of Jerusalem. Thank you to everybody at the Inbal Hotel. So a lot of great people have made this trip possible. And we thank all of them, and uh, we will introduce some of our special guests coming up here on a JM in the AM Wednesday morning. We are in Tel Aviv, Rachov Dizengoff, believe it or not, and we are continuing with more. This is the Idan Reichel Project, and you are listening to JM in the AM. יהיו שם בשבילנו, ולא של אחרים. גם אנחנו אז נוכל לצאת שלובי ידיים, לראות אז מעלינו, שמיים נקיים. 
Don Reichel Project as uh, we continue from Rehov Dizengoff. That's right. That's where we are. We're on Dizengoff in the heart of Tel Aviv. A beautiful day, by the way. Uh, nice sunshine. Temperatures, I assume, are somewhere in the 60s or so. And uh, a lot of people out, out on the streets, part of the hustle and bustle of Tel Aviv. Um, we made a commitment to come here with the Jewish Unity Initiative. We wanted to make sure to include Tel Aviv and emphasize that even in the the heart of the the busy business district and the heart of the of the greater uh, metropolis that Tel Aviv is here in Israel, uh, nonetheless there are still um, challenging situations for everybody uh, for 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 people for people living in Israel, as we know. It's been a few months of traveling of um, of challenging situations, and that of course. Uh, is uh, issue number one in terms of brotherhood, sisterhood, and solidarity with our brothers and sisters here in Israel. Secondly, we are asking everybody to continue to plan trips to Israel and to get here as soon as possible and realize just how critical our role as tourists, uh, how critical that role is in, um, in the future of the economy and the future of the state of Israel in general. It is such an important role. Uh, and we have to keep that in mind at all times. Uh, Ayal Golan is next. It's JM in the AM. 
And uh, we'll be joined by a couple of very special guests coming up. Plus, at 7 o'clock, we speak from Shari Tzedek Hospital with the victim of terror, victim of stabbings yesterday in, um, in Neve Daniel, right outside Neve Daniel. And a reminder, you could watch what's happening right now with us and Rachov Dizengoff by going to NachumSiegel.com. Go to NachumSiegel.com. You can watch everything uh, on the video screen, on the homepage at NachumSiegel.com. Um, just like yesterday, we had an incredible number of, uh, of people. Say it again? And yesterday's show is on our YouTube channel, uh, which is what, NachumSiegel Network? NachumSiegel Net. Yesterday's show was on the YouTube channel, Nachum Siegel Net, and right now you can go to NachumSiegel.com and watch today's show uh, from Rachov Dizengoff in Tel Aviv. Ayal Golan is next. This is JM in the AM. Thank <laughs>
דרך מלכי המלכים, תודה על חיים, על אושר, על בכי, על צחוק, גם כשקשה לפעמים, גם אז אלוקים, אתה לעולם לא רחוק, מלך מלכי JM and the AM, Ayal Golan, we're in the heart of Tel Aviv, everybody, as we broadcast back to the United States and everywhere around the world, NahumSiegel.com. And of course, with JM and the AM, uh, we're here with the uh, Jewish Unity Initiative as we are uh, encouraging everybody out there to remember our brothers and sisters in Israel during these challenging times and certainly to increase as much as possible our activities as it relates to Israel. Most prominent among them, of course, is tourism, getting to Israel and supporting the economy here as soon as possible and as generously as possible. Avi Abelow is with us. He's CEO of 12 Tribe Films and the uh, IsraelVideoNetwork.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. Welcome to JM in the AM. It is a pleasure being here, Nachum. I appreciate that. Nice to reunite with you. Always. All right, 12 Tribe Films. Describe it for us. What's it all about? Our main product is IsraelVideoNetwork.com. It is a major website distributing videos about Am Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael and Tarat Yisrael. We're about strengthening people's connection, taking advantage of social media, videos. That's where it's at today, mobile. Type of things that we'll see there if we go to IsraelVideoNetwork.com? Wow. First of all, you'll be inspired by music. You'll be inspired by the views. You'll be inspired by the Israeli IDF army. And you'll get politics. You'll get news, e-information. We're about... Helping people feel stronger connection to what's to Israel and to Am Israel and helping their identity as Jews. Israelvideonetwork.com, and we'll talk more about uh, the contest you've announced, uh, etc. In just a moment, uh, describe for us. We're in the heart of Tel Aviv. You're not here a lot, as you told us off the air, but hey, it's the heart of Tel Aviv. For sure. We know that you know we're on Rachov Dizengoff. We are. Um, in one of the places that has made headlines, and there have been a lot of places that have made headlines because of these random attacks that have happened over the last four months, I, I think the point for us is that we're emphasizing that, hey, it could even happen on Rehov Dizengoff because we don't always associate Dizengoff and Tel Aviv with these types of attacks. Your thoughts as Israelis go through all of this over the last few months? Listen, I have a very historic perspective about our lives, my personal life, about the lives of Am Israel, our existence. We are living in the best generation ever for Am Yisrael. The best. Always, throughout our history, we've had enemies go after us. Always. Forget about our grandparents and our great-grandparents in Europe, but the, the Romans and the Russians and the Middle East. Forever, we've always had enemies doing bad things to us. Today we have our own country. Today we have our own army. We can deal with it. And it's never, never been better. And anyone who's afraid to visit because of what's happening, listen, on a statistical level, the level of violence here, even with the terror attacks, is lower than any major western city in the world. New York, London, Paris, Tokyo. You have more of a chance of getting hurt by violence there than in Israel, statistically. So, yeah, bad things are happening. But we are a strong people. We are a blessed generation. We cannot forget that. Put things in perspective, folks. Am Yisrael Chai, we are home. I, I, if any point is important, I try to give this across in all the work I do. It's that point. Avi Abelow is with us, IsraelVideoNetwork.com. Well said. And I think that that uh, certainly echoes, we echo, 
uh, what you're saying in, in terms of people constantly pointing themselves toward the Holy Land and remembering how important the Holy Land is to all of us. All right, there's something called an Inspired by Israel video contest. Explain to our audience what this is all about. Yes, well, listen, we want to take advantage of our platform, of our centrality using video. Everyone has smartphones. It's a video media generation. We help get videos seen. Most of the videos on our website are not our own. We find videos. People send our videos to us, musicians, organizations, businesses. We're a free platform to help get exposure for videos in the Jewish-Israel space. I wanted to incentivize and motivate people. Take advantage. Be proactive for Israel. Make videos, and we will help them get, their out, get them out there, get them exposure. And if you win the grand prize, $7,500, sponsored by the Milstein Foundation, together with us partnering for this thing. We are serious about this. There's such bad information and misinformation about Israel every day that are fed to our children, to ourselves, to our parents. I want people to know they can be active. Use your smartphones. Use, use your skills. Use your creativity. Make videos. We will get them out there using our platform, Israel Video Network. And uh, right now we have hundreds of people who are making videos as we speak. The deadline for submission is next week. We already started getting some unbelievable videos people are making. Unbelievable. Uh, everyone showing how they're inspired by Israel, whether because they're making Aliyah or about the medical technologies or about the chesed that Israel does for the world. It's going to be tough to judge this contest. It's going to be unbelievably hard and there are two stages. I'm glad you uh, mentioned that. First stage is massive voting by the world. Everyone, once they're going to put up a video... Starting February 21st, we're going to open up to the world, and people are going to be able to come to Israel Video Network and then just vote. Look at the videos and vote. That's stage one. Then we take the top five voted videos, and we give them to a panel of judges, including Dennis Prager, including an award women, uh, uh, Emmy Award-winning writer in Hollywood, Robert Everich, including a viral video creator here in Israel, and another, including an Israeli journalist, top people, each from different areas of their fields, care about Israel tremendously. They're going to be the ones deciding which of those five get the top cash prizes, which is the grand prize of $7,500. Boy, oh boy. All right. If you think you have a video that is inspiring about Israel, right? And it has to be original, correct? It has to be, someone has to be original. You're not, you're not asking people to distribute someone else's video. You want correct. Ori- originality. Correct. But believe it or not, registration is over. Everyone who's submitting right now, right. they already registered. It's impossible to sign up again. But come February 21st, Everyone, I want people to watch these videos, not just to watch them and to vote on them, but to be inspired by them and to share them. Because they're so, our friends and work, family. Let, let people see the truth, what Israel is about. IsraelVideoNetwork.com, I assume, has all the information. Israel, yes, and definitely go visit there today. See what we're about. This, the contest is about gaining exposure for us. So you, no matter where you are in the world, can be inspired by Israel. Get daily information, daily newsletters. And then share it with other people to help educate and inspire people by the Jewish people, what we are all about. We, instead of being depressed about the media, <laughs> be inspired by what the truth, what's happening to Am Yisrael here in Eretz Israel. It is an amazing time we're living through right now. Totally, totally. Everyone's got to realize it. Part of our message as well, it's IsraelVideoNetwork.com. The CEO of 12 Tribes Films and IsraelVideoNetwork.com is Avi Abelo. Uh, information about the contest is there online. And yes, it's going to be very tough on the judges, but... You know, it's a good thing because at least this will add a whole 
bunch more of inspiring videos about Israel to your collection. Exactly, and that ties into my tagline here. Even though there will be the cash prize winners, the ultimate winner of this, pri of this contest will be Israel with all these hundreds of new videos going out there. Avi Abelo, Kolakavo, thanks for joining us. And thank you for being here, Nochum. I appreciate that. Rachov Dizengoff in Tel Aviv, that's where we are. La Lasagna, 177 Rachov Dizengoff. Come join us if you're in Tel Aviv right now. And uh, we will continue with more of our Jewish Unity Initiative from the Holy Land. You are listening to JM in the AM. This is Benny Elbaz.
with um, Benny Elbaz. We are live from Tel Aviv, Rehov Dizengoff, 177 Dizengoff Street. I want to thank Joseph and everybody here at La Lasagna. A lot of traffic here in Tel Aviv today. Apparently there's uh, some of our guests who are scheduled are going to be either late or I don't even know if they'll be able to get here at all during the show because of the... Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. What we're used to, well, I shouldn't say we're used to it in New York. We're used to a lot of traffic in New York, but this is like some major accident somewhere that's holding everything up. People usually underestimate how much time it takes to get to JM and AM. Oh, that's, they always underestimate right. that. Waze so, says X. Right. Right. So now uh, we have the same situation here in our JM and AM headquarters for today from Tel Aviv. As the Jewish Unity Initiative rolls on, and we continue here. Um, we'll go to some of our conversations regarding uh, Sharetzedek Medical Center. We had the opportunity to visit there early this morning. We'll do that coming up uh, likely in this hour because of the, um, uh, the change in some of our uh, in, in the schedule of some of our guests, as I just alluded to. And I am happy to say that the Kosher Halftime Show, which we, of course... Wave to the people outside. The Kosher Halftime Show, which we continue to... Uh, <laughs> which we continue to <laughs> promote and, and talk about with Lipa's great performance, has already exceeded 11.5, um, is actually approaching 12,000 views, I should say, is approaching 12,000 views, so big shkoach to Lipa on that. And, um, yeah, that's a, a great piece of news for us. You know who also thought that the Kosher Halftime Show was incredible? Who? David Fadida. Oh, did he see it? Yeah, well, hope he yeah. Sh- hope he shared it with, uh, I hope he shared it with everybody who's on his WhatsApp group. Because he's got pr- a pretty large one of great he Jewish was, music fans. He was the Shotgun this morning, I should say, for now. That's for right. He was the one who recommended that we correct. be here at La Lasagna here on Rehov Dizengoff. You the like heart, saying it, don't you? In the heart of Tel Aviv. Well, it sounds pretty cool, though. No? It does. And by the way, they're, they're, they're Roman. The owner is from Rome. They're Italian. Well, you can't say they're Roman. No, but the reason I say it that way is because you want a lasagna restaurant. Right, but they... Yeah. I'm s- Okay, <laughs> just all right. Just get a music. <laughs> what can I tell you? I think I, I think Italian restaurant. Um, oh, scenes from an Italian restaurant. There you go. Hey. How do you like that? There we go. All right. Um, I'm not going to get yelled at for that. More coming up here at JM in the AM. And a, uh, a reminder that at 7 o'clock this morning in the segment that we usually where we usually have news, we're actually going to be speaking with a victim of terror, somebody we met at Shari Tzedek who's being uh, treated there today. After yesterday's stabbing incident, uh, that's Tomer. Tomer, who we met at Chariot Tzedek, was actually stabbed multiple times as he was jogging, literally going for a run in advance of the Tel Aviv Marathon in the Neve Daniel area. And uh, we had an opportunity to speak with him, and we're going to um, 
and we're going to uh, play that for you coming up at 7 o'clock this morning if you keep it here at JM in the AM. All right, more coming up. Keep it right here at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial, around the world on the web. It's jmintheam.org and, of course, on the NSN app.
John Veer here at JM in the AM. Before that, you heard Sam Glazer with In Israel, and that is a, that's a song we love playing, especially when we're here in the Holy Land. Uh, our Jewish Unity Initiative has brought us here from uh, JM in the AM all the way to the um, State of Israel for one reason, and that is in light of uh, everything that's been happening over the last few months. We felt it was important to, to bring our Jewish Unity Initiative with the message of when um, Jews are in trouble or in precarious situations anywhere around the world, we, as their brothers and sisters, care and show concern. And sure enough, here we are, thank God. In addition, of course, we're trying to increase awareness toward tourism to Israel and ask everybody to keep their uh, scheduled trips to Israel on their calendar, asking people to, um, to schedule trips as soon as possible and help the Israeli economy and um, to help fill up those restaurants and buses and cabs and shops and every industry in this country that depends on tourism. Uh, that's what the Jewish Unity Initiative is all about. And um, we thank those who are heeding the call and are taking it very, very seriously. We want to thank everybody who's been very helpful to us, including our friends at the Inbal Hotel, serving as our as our home base during the um, uh, during our broadcast week, during our Jewish Unity Initiative week. We want to thank our friends at Traveler's Choice, Yossi Devora and their entire staff at 212-868-8698. They'll be taking care of our Wednesday programming at jmnam.org throughout the day, and I thank them very much for that. Our friends at Travel Cell are keeping us connected back to the United States. If you want to get information about renting a cell phone, you contact TravelCell.com. I want to thank Mayor Kruder of Kruder Photography. They're taking care of everything. He's taking care of everything photographically for us here on the spot. And, of course, Mr. Abe Banda and everybody at Pomegranate in Brooklyn, New York, who are very enthusiastic about the Jewish Unity Initiative. Earlier today, we had an opportunity to visit Shari Tzedek Medical Center, and Dr. Giora Weiss was with us from the Department of Cardiology, um, really with uh, in- incredible um, um, earth-shattering, in some ways, for cardiac patients, news about different procedures that are now being done. It's uh, one of the things we learned from him during our conversation. Dr. Gioro Weiss, this was our conversation earlier at Charit Medical Center. You're listening to JM in the AM. Uh, JM in the AM, and it's our uh, Jewish Unity Initiative here in Jerusalem. The Charit Medical Center in Jerusalem is where we're visiting. And Professor Gioro Weiss is with us, Director of the Bentheim Department of Cardiology and the Jesselson Heart Center at Charit Medical Center. Professor Weiss has a wide array of unique medical experiences and is world-renowned for researching and using new interventional technologies in the catheterization laboratory, including advanced coronary stenting using a novel robotic system, 3D navigation in blood vessels, and new methods to prevent complication. He also employs new imaging techniques of the blood vessels of the heart using laser technologies, which provide better understanding of the progression of heart disease and how to provide better treatment to his patients. About two weeks ago, Shari Tzedek became the first in Israel to use the Impella, a significant upgraded alternative to the intra-arterial balloon pump for high-risk patients undergoing PCI, percutaneous coronary intervention. I hope I have that pronounced properly. Professor Giora Weiss, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. So the balloon, which I guess was used for how long? For how long has that been used as, a, as, a, as an instrument to, to unblock Key arteries. So balloon to to unblock uh, blocked arteries right. in, in the heart has been used from the late 70s of the previous century. Right. So we are still using it. Right. We are we have added over the years uh, using uh, stents. Those are scaffolds that actually keeps the arteries open. Right. Uh, we are uh, not just using simple metals. It's much more complex alloy of metals to, that are 
you know, stronger and more flexible. Now they are also being covered with a specific medication in order to keep the arteries open to prevent scar tissue in them, inside them. And we are using them in, uh, I think, uh, many patients. This is now became, right. this became the most prevalent medical procedure in the world. And most, uh, well, certainly the heart patients and even others are, are quite familiar with these names. Where does the impella fit into all this? So the impeller is actually a, a small uh, heart assist pump. It's actually, it helps the heart to pump blood out. You know, the main chamber of the heart is the left ventricle. Right. This is the pump that pushes the, the blood out of the heart into the rest of the body, into the brain, the kidneys, the lungs, um, liver, and so on. And, but some patients, the heart is, the heart muscle is very weak and does not pump blood well. That causes a, a problem that it's called heart failure. In a very severe situation, some of those patients get into heart transplant or get what is called that artificial heart or right. left ventricular assist device. The problem is that in some patients, even putting those balloons and stent to open the blockages becomes a very risky procedure because the heart muscle is so weak and they need the support. Uh, we have used a different type of device, it's called intraortic balloon, in order to help those patients, but that been around 25 years, have not changed much, does not really help the patients, unfortunately. And it failed basically all the, the research and, uh, that has been done with it. Uh, in the last couple of years, what has been st started in the, in the States is this impeller pump, that is a pump that you put through the arteries in the groin, so you don't need to open the chest. Right. You don't need the, the support of those big artificial heart. And you put it inside the heart, and it helps to pump blood out of the heart into the, into the aorta. That's the main blood vessels of the, of the body that supports the rest, the rest of the organs. Um, and that gives us an option to treat very severe and very sick patients that have very weak heart muscle but still need unblocking their arteries. Can it work in elderly patients? It can work at, at every age. Uh, we have used it in the, in the last month in uh, two patients that otherwise I would tell you that I'm regarded brave, but I would hesitate very much whether I'm able to treat them safely without it. Mm. So it really gave me an, a way to, to work very calm in a, in a way that I know that I don't put, even if something goes wrong during the procedures, nothing will happen to the patient. Right. He's protected. And this pump can stay inside for a few hours and even for a few days. Uh, luckily, based on my uh, prior experience in, uh, in New York, and I brought uh, this uh, technology to Israel with uh, the support of the manufacturer of uh, this device that was very generous to, to help uh, me and Sharet Sedek to establish this uh, program here in Jerusalem. And uh, I mean, in general, you, you're you're told, um, or I should say, you're described to us as somebody who really knows the differences and the uh, uh, the uh, the different approaches of the United States and Israel when it comes to medicine. This is a good example. This is something which was working well in the United States, and you determined, you know what, we need this in Israel. And it fits very well. You know, Israel is the startup nation. Right. And we have, a, we have a lot of new technologies. We have a, a lot of new technologies, especially in the field of the cardiovascul cardiovascular diseases. Where people with the heart, huh? People, people with the heart helping the heart of the sick patients. 
And and really one of the I I would say the things that excites me and make me so enthusiastic to work here in Sharet Sedek is the opportunity to combine new technologies to help our patients. And it can so this is an example for an established technology that we brought over and established in Israel and we have the infrastructure in order to to use it. It's it needs a lot of expertise and skills and it's not it's not just about me, it's the it's the team, it's the other physicians. We oh, have sure. a very active uh, heart failure program. We have a very active uh, cat lab uh, uh, program. Combining them together really can help those patients with even the heart that is a small organ has so, so multiple uh, disciplines that really help uh, those patients. And uh, it's a heart. It's a hard teamwork. Professor Gior Weiss, Director of the Bentheim Department of Cardiology and the Justice and Heart Center at Shari Tzedek Medical Center. Continued success with your incredible work. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. More coming up. This is JM in the AM. Talking like 
right, that's uh, eighth day, of course. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, and live now from Tel Aviv, Rehov Dizengoff, Dizengoff Street. Believe it or not, we are at La Lasagna in Rehov Dizengoff, part of our Jewish Unity Initiative, of course, around the world on the web at jmdm.org. You can watch the video right now. You can watch great, great live stream video right now. If you go to the homepage of NahumSingle.com, we have some fantastic musicians, including some of the uh, great, well-known names uh, in 2016 here in Israel who are coming up with a live performance. It's going to be happening right behind me as the uh, as the outdoor music scene under the leadership of David Fadida is being set up as we speak. The outdoor music scene here on Rehov Dizengoff is being set up as we speak. Earlier today, when we visited Shari Tzedek Medical Center, many of you have heard that there was a terrorist attack in the Neveh Daniel area yesterday, um, a resident of Rosh Tzurim, whose name is Tomer, um, was out for a run and was attacked, was stabbed multiple times. He was treated uh, overnight and uh, continues to be treated at Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Israel, in Jerusalem. And we spoke, we saw him and spoke to him earlier today. So really for the first time ever around the world, you're hearing from the victim of a stabbing attack that took place uh, right near Neve Daniel yesterday uh, in Israel. It's Tomer, and here he is with me at JM in the AM. JM in the AM, and we're here at Shari Tzedek Medical Center, and we know that there have been stabbing episodes of the last few months, and Tomer is here. Tomer is the victim in yesterday's stabbing attack uh, in the Gush. He is from Rosh Tzurim, Baruch Hashem. He is uh, getting better. Um, could you tell us what happened yesterday? Yes, I went uh, for a run near the Gush, and near Neve Daniel, uh, I saw the, the attacker, um, he came towards me, and I uh, turned around to come back to my, uh, to Surim, and then he started uh, running uh, after me, so I turned around uh, with my face to him, and then he started, uh, and then I saw the, the knife, um, so I started. Uh, he started to attack me. So I uh, defended myself and uh, I kicked him as much as I could. And uh, he, he hit me in the he- in the head in the head and a few times, twice in the shoulder. And after this, he just uh, turned around and uh, and ran away. Uh, I screamed to the guard uh, that was 100 meters uh, far from me, for me, and uh, he heard me and uh, called the ambulance. And, uh, Do you know how many times he stabbed you? A few times in the head, maybe five or six times, and twice in the shoulder. Have the doctors said that you're going to be okay? Yes, uh, as soon as they saw me. Uh, I spoke with them. I, uh, I was uh, uh, totally unconscious, uh, and uh, an orthoped uh, checked me. I could uh, move the hand uh, all around. And, and you've heard, of course, of a lot of stabbing episodes. I can't imagine what it's like to be the victim of one of them. Is there anything you could tell us that uh, 
would would be able that you could share with us that uh, we'd be able to describe what it's like being a victim of this scary episode. Um, you always uh, hear it from uh, from far. It's always uh, another person that you don't know. Some of them I do know, but uh, it's weird to be this uh, the victim uh, himself. Um, when we say refuah shlema to you and baruch Hashem, you're okay and getting better. Thank you very much. Tomer, a victim yesterday in a stabbing attack near Neve Daniel. You're listening to JM in the AM. Sorrow, 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 
Achenu, perfect song after that uh, conversation with Tomer, the victim of terror yesterday, who we spoke to at Shari Tzedek Medical Center earlier today. He was a stabbing victim, the Daniel. Uh, the Jewish Unity Initiative is in Israel. We're in Tel Aviv on Rachov Dizengoff. No joke. Uh, we wanted to make sure to get to the metropolis, to get to the center of, uh, of the most hustling and bustling city in Israel, uh, reminding everybody that these... Random attacks can occur and do occur everywhere, and uh, and our brothers and sisters need our solidarity, our brotherhood, our sisterhood, our support. Uh, we are on Rehov uh, Dizengoff at 177 Dizengoff at uh, La Lasagna under the leadership of Joseph, who's been an amazing host for us. And we encourage everybody to continue traveling to Israel, be part of the Jewish Unity Initiative by keeping your trips on your calendar and by scheduling trips on your calendar. Uh, we were introduced to a gentleman who's sitting to my right, Shali Arbib. Shali Arbib, uh, according to what some of the people told us, according to what some of the people told us, is one of the most important people in Tel Aviv. Shali, welcome to yeah, the show. I, I wish, I wish, obviously. <laughs> Why do you have a reputation like this? Uh, what, you're involved in real estate. Uh, uh, just, just by David Fadida. That's it, just okay. David Fadida. That, so. you know, you're like, involved I'm in real estate here in Tel Aviv? I'm involved in real estate. All right, and what can you tell us about what's going on in Tel Aviv? Is it growing? What kind of community is real it? Real estate-wise yeah. or community-wise? Both. Uh, actually, both. It's both, you know, for, on both sides, it's growing very, very strongly. Thank God. Baruch Hashem. And uh, there's a lot of there are a lot of uh, Yiddish guides spreading out. There's a lot of Yiddish guides spreading out now. 
and uh, also work-wise, you know, it's uh, perhaps is is different for the Hutsnikim, for the people who right. come from outside. But uh, you know, we're, we're also the Hutsnikim are getting there. I'm a Hutsnik myself. I came in here ten years ago, and uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of vibe, like a lot of uh, nice things happening. Uh, shurim, minyanim, new shoes opening, new minyanim opening in, in old shoes. Um, myself, so, I come, I, I'm Italian, and uh, we have uh, an Italian shul that opened like about seven years ago, and uh, we peak Baruch Hashem, 300 people in the summer. Like uh, usually, we have 100 people. It started uh, again seven years ago. We had barely 10 people, and uh, in this way, many other little communities are growing up now here in Tel Aviv and uh, Baruch Hashem. Shali Arbib is with us. What about uh, what about on the professional level in terms of real estate? I mean, what is it that makes this area just so valuable okay, to people so, in Israel? So usually people think that it's because of the tourists that right. buy here. You know, they come out from, you know, everyone wants a piece of Israel. Right. But I think it's also because of the Israelis. Like, I mean, also Israelis are looking to invest uh, in, uh, in Israeli property. And uh, because of the, you know, Baruch Hashem, like the the country is uh, is growing very fast. The economy, like, I mean, uh, in financial wise, so people invest in it. The Israelis themselves, the Israelis themselves, invest back in the in the country in the in the real estate because it's probably the most solid uh, asset that you could go for here. And Tel Aviv is as big Tel as Aviv you can get in this y- country, right? Yes, I mean Tel Aviv actually is very very small, and that's why prices skyrocket so fast. Like and. Uh, and, uh, you know, just as everyone wants a piece of Israel, everyone wants a piece of Tel Aviv. It's a limited market. It's a very limited market. And, uh, yeah, it's like, it's at the end of the day, and there are, like, very limited areas where usually people want to be, you know, next to the, next to the seaside. And, uh, and therefore, prices there are just as in the city, just as in Manhattan. Same thing. Shali Arbib is with us, originally from Rome. Yes. And uh, how was your adjustment to Israel? After you came from Europe, how was the adjustment to Israel? Uh, it was actually it was very smooth because I initially I was in yeshiva and uh, with a lot of chutzniki with a lot of foreigners as well and uh, little by little I got you know through through university through work I got into the Israeli vibe and uh, therefore it was smooth like I mean it took a long time before I was really dealing with Israelis on a day by day basis and uh, Israelis are very very strong you know in all terms in all senses and. Uh, and uh, you know it's a very interesting. Uh, you know, it's like it's very interesting for a foreigner like to get to know them like little by little because it's, uh, it's a different mentality that they, they run very very fast, almost as uh, the New Yorkers. <laughs> almost. And yeah. uh, therefore, it's uh, it's interesting for someone to melt in little by little. It's uh, it's better than just like from you know one day to the other. Let's say. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you. Continued success as one of the most important people in Tel Aviv, as we're told. And uh, I, I hope you're. I hope you're glad to see us here. I hope absolutely, you're glad to see us absolutely. here. Absolutely. I was surprised. I just passed by, you know, and I crashed into David Fadida, and that's how. Uh, that's how I stopped. Well, I appreciate it. Shali Arbib, one of the most important people in Tel Aviv. No, 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 no come on. Well, he, <laughs> yeah, he, he for keeps David Fadida, right? He correct. keeps telling yeah, us right, that. Thank right, you so okay. much for joining us. Call okay. Okay. Uh, more coming up at JM in the AM. Um, uh, we'll go to this. We'll go to a selection, and then we will. I, I am told that we're going to have some uh, amazing live music performance coming up, including from one of the incredible young singers of Israel. Um, that's all happening uh, in about 15-20 minutes from now, under the leadership of David Fadida. So I suggest everybody pay careful attention.
to our broadcast. And, of course, you can go to NahumSiegel.com and watch the entire broadcast right now. You can watch the whole thing. All you got to do is uh, go to NahumSiegel.com. You'll see the video on the home screen. It is a nice, clear video with the live music coming up. I guarantee you, you're going to want to uh, make sure to watch and enjoy. We'll do this musical selection from Yaakov Shweki. Be back with more. Another one of our visits from uh, one of the key people at Chariot Sedek Medical Center will have for you. And plenty more if you keep it right here at JM in the AM. <laughs>
There's Yaakov Shweki. It's JM in the AM, and we are live. We are live in Tel Aviv on Rachov Dizengoff, part of our Jewish Unity Initiative on this Wednesday, Rosh Chodesh Adar Aleph. A uh, happy Rosh Chodesh to everybody. Uh, earlier today at Shari Tzedek Medical Center, we had the uh, privilege to speak with Dr. Ofer Merin, who, in addition to so many other things, is the leader of the field hospital that goes out to natural disaster sites from Israel to help as much as possible. Just one of the things that came up in conversation earlier. Here it is, our conversation with Dr. Ofer Merin, Sharet Tzedek Medical Center. From earlier today, this is JM in the AM. JM in the AM and our Jewish Unity Initiative, and we are at Sharet Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. And Dr. Ofer Merin, who's been a guest of ours before, is Deputy Director General of Sharet Tzedek and heads the Trauma Unit. He's a cardiothoracic surgeon who also directs the hospital's preparedness for mass casualty incidents. He holds the rank of lieutenant colonel in the IDF and is head of the IDF's field hospital, famous for its rapid response to major disasters around the world. Dr. Merrin, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you. Nice good morning. To, good morning. Nice to speak with you again. Uh, well, certainly <laughs> a trauma, unfortunately, and traumatic incidents uh, in Jerusalem and other places in Israel are always in the news, but uh, certainly over the last few months, uh, we know that uh, people around the world are paying careful attention to what's happening with these random attacks that are going on in Jerusalem and other places. How has a medical facility like yours responded when these types of incidents take place? So, yes, as you said, uh, it's, it's already now, I guess, something like four months still since this uh, uprising again of terror events uh, started. Um, with um, I'm not sure how people are aware about it, but there are daily incidents, some of them end without any casualties, but uh, we've been seeing here in the last uh, few months, uh, the total number, I guess, by now is about 250 victims from terror events. So this is this is a huge number right. in, uh, in four months. And there's no question that we did change some of our practices in the sense that really almost every day we see here terror uh, victims that can be from all the spectrum, from some of these that are coming really very lightly injured, but but we've seen, unfortunately, many, many patients that come that came over us in a really severe condition. Well, is that something you could share with us, with changing practices? Is there anything that you could tell us that's, uh, that's not confidential that would give us an idea of how things have changed from the treatment end when it comes to these episodes? So I will first speak about what kind of causality that we see. Um, I think what is uh, unfortunately unique in this uh, uprise is, uh, is that these uh, terror events are sporadic. They are uh, done, most of them, by singles. They're not done by organization that has a very a clear way to act. So it's randomly done by some of them, by very young people, right. uh, by uh, stabbing. Um, we do see along these months more and more uh, stabbing to the upper part of the body. Um, I want to say very cautiously that we do see them try to target um, specific um, uh, critical areas in the body in the upper part, either the chest or, or the neck. Um, so we do, in this sense, uh, we, we saw tens of patients with stab wounds to the upper part of the body. The last one came here on yesterday evening. Right. A young person, a 28-year-old uh, um, person who was jogging by himself in the afternoon, and uh, someone, uh, we saw a video clip, so we even saw how the incidents already happened. So someone was 
waiting for him and once he passed over there he jumped on him and he was stabbed probably six or seven times so we do see a lot of stabbing to the to the upper part of uh, of the body so this is one way of uh, terror uh, that we are seeing uh, along these uh, months um, we did see very few shootings but we see this as well and uh, people are still using their cars as um, um, a terror weapon right so every few weeks we see um, someone who's driving his car into pedestrians and uh, and injuring people and of course from the trauma pers- per- perspective it's totally different way how to deal with someone who was uh, injured by a car and someone who was injured by uh, by uh, stabbing. Dr. Ofer Marin is with us at Sharit Sedek Medical Center. Uh, one of the other things that you are so well known for is leading uh, teams that we've discussed on the year who go around the world to respond to natural disasters. Uh, what could you tell us most recently? What what episodes or or journeys uh, for you and your uh, field hospital could you uh, share with our audience? So it's true. In the last uh, five years, five different incidents <laughs> somehow. Every year, the last one was uh, the end of April and May last year, 2015. There was an earthquake in, in Nepal, and um, we responded among many, many um, other teams. Um, if I may say, I think what is still uh, unique in uh, the way that Israel is responding, and by no means I want to say that we are the only one who is giving uh, care, right. um, but just to... to to, um, to put some light on uh, the way that Israel is uh, responding, so to uh, Nepal, there was the total number of teams that arrived to Nepal was 130. So that's a lot of teams from around the mm-hmm. world that came to uh, to respond. Uh, the United Nations is ranking these teams into three different levels, level one, level two, and level three. Well, level three is the highest uh, um, level of care of a medical uh, team. So the United Nations, after five or six days after the earthquake, tried to draw a picture so people would know how many teams are around, and then they put up this uh, slide and saying, okay, there's, at this point in time, there's 130 teams around the world, 129 were ranked level one and level two, and there was one team, which the United Nations said, this is the level three. So Israel by far is coming with a, a large team, um, I do want to say an efficient team, um, and we're almost always either the first or one of the first, I would rather say one of the first teams on ground. Of course, there are teams that are already in the area when this earthquake takes place, but, but Israel as a foreign team is always one, one of the, the first teams that, that is coming. So... If, if to be honest, yes, Israel is a small country, but within this world of humanitarian aid, I think that Israel is playing a, a major role within our abilities, as I'm saying, to arrive fast with the strategy that we have to arrive with a large team. So, if to be honest, uh, uh, when the team from the from the United States arrived over there, and I know very well the people, and some of at least of the people. Uh, of the humanitarian uh, aid people that are coming from the States, one of the first things that I was approached by the head of the, of one of the U.S. teams, and he said, offer hi, and so on, and what and then he said, offer, I just want to make sure that if one of our people will need any medical care, just to know that I'm going to bring him <laughs> to your team. Um, we had by 
by by by far the largest intensive care unit. We brought an intensive care unit that, honestly, you would not see intensive care units at this level of this ability to give a level of care in some of the major hospitals in Israel, in Europe. I would say maybe even in the United States. So we are we are able to deliver a high level of care even in these disaster areas. And you've seen uh, the local people in these disaster areas show their appreciation to your units in many ways, correct? Yes, there's, there's no question that the, the impact that Israel leaves after coming and doing these humanitarian missions stays for years and years later, and, you know, it's five, six years after after the earthquake in Haiti took place, still, when from time to time, I encounter someone that's coming from this year or the always remember and say, oh, Israel, you were the first ones to come and assist us. Dr. Ofer and Deputy Director General Sharit Tzedek, heads of trauma unit, continued success, unfortunately, uh, with what's happening uh, at times here with different episodes and helping trauma patients and continued success in helping those around the world and really spreading the incredible goodness of the Jewish people the way you do it. It's amazing. Tadarabhan, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. More thank coming you. up. Keep listening to JM in the AM. Yeah, Dr. Ofer Marin, no question about it, the Kiddush Hashem that is being made every time they go out with the field hospital to different places around the world that suffer natural disasters and represent the people of Israel and the Jewish people so well is absolutely incredible. Jewish Unity Initiative, we're here in Israel. Rechov Dizengoff in Tel Aviv. And that was a good catch, ZK. Rechov Dizengoff in Tel Aviv. And uh, we are reminding everybody that when our brothers and sisters are in precarious or difficult situations, we have to make sure to uh, support them as best as possible. And, of course, in this case, we emphasize tourism as well making sure to remind everybody to get to Israel as soon as possible. Uh, I want to thank Abe Banda and everybody at Pomegranate for their great support of the Jewish Unity Initiative. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, and Esther Basar-Bilsavalevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizot. Good morning and a good Chodesh. In this week's Parsha, we find something fascinating. It says, V'osu Aaron, and they made the Aaron. In all the rest of the Kalim, for all the rest of the vessels of the Beis Hamikdash, the word is used v'asis loshen yochid in the singular. By the Aron, the Aron which contains the Torah, nemar v'asu, it says and they made loshen rabim the plural. We understand that when it comes to certain things, it's in the singular, it's individual. The Kesser of Kahuna, the Kesser of Malchus, who will be king who will be a Kohen. This is individual. But when it comes to the Torah, it is no longer for certain prized individuals. It's for everyone. It is the Torah that unites us. It brings us all together. We all share as a nation throughout the world in the Torah itself. What an exciting day it is, a day in which the initiative of Nachum Siegel takes the program around the world, live from Eretz Yisrael, the Holy Land. It is the Torah that we celebrate on this Rosh Chodesh Adar. It is the fact that we are the people of the book. What is the greatness of JM and the AM? What differentiates it from any other program throughout the world? One thing, it broadcasts daily throughout the world. The Devar Hashem, the Word of God. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizuk. Have a chodesh tov, a guten chodesh, 
and Besuros Tovos. Amen. Thank you so much, Rabbi Goldwasser. Our Jewish Unity Initiative being recognized by great prominent rabbis, and it's a tremendous honor. Greatly appreciate those words. Uh, all right. We have on keyboard Yisrael Sosna on keyboard. Yisrael Sosna. And we have the great violinist, Daniel Ahaviel. The great violinist, Daniel Ahaviel. Watch it right now at NahumSiegel.com on the streets of Tel Aviv on Rehov Dizengoff. Wow, unbelievable performance. Daniel Ahavio with Kinara Lagag, Fiddler on the Roof. Unbelievable. He is a great violinist, and he's approaching our makeshift studio here in Achov Dizengoff. We get an opportunity to speak with him here at JM in the AM. Unbelievable. Wow. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll use the handheld on this one. Daniel, I should talk to you. Thank you. Unbelievable. Thank you very much. <laughs> 
So, when did you learn how to play the violin? Oh, I'm learning. <laughs> You're just learning Working now. Working on it, yeah. <laughs> a pretty amazing performance, I must say. Thank you very much. How long have you been doing this, seriously? Oh, playing the violin for 44 years. Wow. Yeah. Originally from where? North London. Well, originally UK, from North UK. London. Imagine not, that. Not in, uh, not in, in uh, Canada. Why did you choose Kinara Lagag, Fiddler on the Roof, to play on Rokhov Dizengoff? Well, it kind of, it kind of fits. <laughs> um, it's, you know, everyone knows it. And uh, it catches something of the uh, universal Jewish flavor. That's what Dizengoff is, huh? Exactly, universal Jewish right, flavor. Yeah, yeah. We're here, as you know, because our Jewish Unity Initiative brought us to the heart of Tel Aviv. Yeah. We wanted to make sure to remind people that every area of Israel is affected by what's going on, that's for sure. 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 That's number one. We also want to encourage people to travel to Israel as much as possible, whether that means enjoying time in Tel Aviv, Yerushalayim, or anywhere else. Yeah. And um, is this unique for you? In the middle of the street? Uh, I shouldn't give away too much, but this used to be something that I did very many, many years ago. Many years ago. It was very common. <laughs> yeah, sure. A well, long time ago, long time ago. All right. Are you always honing your skills and becoming um, more of an expert at always this? Always working on it, yeah. yeah. Finding new ways to make it more interesting. You know? How long ago was it that you were at the Hess concert in New York? Uh, three years? or four years ago. Was now. it only three or four? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. I thought it was even longer yeah, than was, that. Yeah. You brought the house down that night. That was great. It was a lot of with a lot of broken violin strings. <laughs> well, not violin strings. What do you call it? The bow strings. strings. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Daniela Javier here at JM in the AM. All right. Um, one of the uh, one of the youngsters, or I should say, the youngster who accompanied you here tonight uh, this afternoon is Uziat Sadok. Right. A lot yes. of people in Israel know who Uziat Sadok is. He is. Uh, an uh, up-and-coming, very special young man. He certainly is. He's yes. getting ready to sing, in fact, right in back right, of us. Yeah. Uh, Uzia won one of Israel's big competitions on television. Sure. And in addition to that, he uh, is, is uh, starting to become well-known in other parts of the world as well, including right. the United States. And he's going to be performing a new song. Explain to us what this is about. Okay. Well, basically, first of all about Uzia. He's, he's um, a very talented young man. Uh, he's from a Yemenite home and uh, has a beautiful voice, as you're about to hear, I'm sure. And uh, he's been working uh, with uh, David Fidel, who's my agent as well as his. And uh, who, David has been honing him, preparing him to become uh, what he's already becoming, actually. is a very, very well-known and very well-loved uh, singer. And the new song, uh, the good question, Pizgot Chayecha. Uh, this is a, a new single that's coming out now that he's been preparing, and uh, he's a uh, as as actually you can hear him already. The guy, the, he's, he's got a very seductive voice. Basically, you hear him, you can't talk. You know. This is Uziat Sadok. Pisgot Chayecha is the name of the song. Sure. All right, here we go. We're going to listen to Uziat Sadok on the streets of Tel Aviv on Rokhov
Uziat Sadok, there he is, a young man who's made quite a mark here in the uh, world of music in Israel and uh, starting to become very well-known in other parts as well. It's a brand-new song, Piskot Chayecha, live on the street here in Rehov Dizengoff in Tel Aviv. Could you imagine? Unbelievable. Um, more guests coming up here at JM in the AM, including a, a visit with Eden Shochat. As Eden Shochat is here, he's a, a partner at Aleph, a $150 million venture capital fund that's focused on serving Israeli entrepreneurs who want to build big, scalable, global businesses. He was a general partner at Genesis, where he focused on seed stage investments and co-founder of Face.com, a world leader in massive web scale, face recognition, social networks. And he's got quite a resume, to say the least. Eden Shochat, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you for having me. A pleasure. Nice to speak with you, sir. Tell me about what's happening here in Tel Aviv, the tech industry, from what we hear from other parts of the world, uh, specifically in New York, where we usually hang out, is that things in Tel Aviv and the surrounding areas are really booming. Explain to us why and how it's happening. Yeah, definitely. I think that if, if you look and compare New York and, and Tel Aviv, right, so while New York was celebrating the first billion-dollar exit, which was Tumblr, Right, for New York. At that same time, Israel has had Waze and that sold to Google, Wix that IPO'd for $1.2 billion, Trustier that sold to IBM for $1.3 billion. Uh, so you had more than 10 companies more at more than a billion dollar mark. At that same time, New York was celebrating one. So Israel, if you look at just the, the last five years, it's we no longer just build a technology to sell to the world, to sell to the Googles and Microsoft, though that happens still. We're actually building big companies out of Tel Aviv, out of Jerusalem. That's, that's the big change of the last five years. Yeah, and uh, as you just said, you said Tel Aviv. This is one area where it's uh, booming like crazy. And what's it, it must have done, it, I assume it's done incredible things for this area in general, whether it's uh, housing prices or whether it's commercial real estate. I mean, I would assume that all of it is one big domino effect. Yeah, if, if you look, right, the high-tech sector is actually 18% of the Israel GDP, and it's only 270,000 people. Right. Uh, that's the entire population. If you look at Tel Aviv specifically, it's people want to live where they work, so it has increased the, the, the density as well as the, the, just the economic value of, of the entire city. It's pretty amazing. Uh, speaking with Eden Shochat, all right, what, what do you say to the young people out there who are interested in either getting into the high-tech industry or might be in their 20s or 30s already and think they have an idea that's going to make them the $100 million that everyone seems to be looking for. What, what advice would you give them at this point? Why $100 million? Yeah, $500 Why? million, whatever it is. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> today you, you can actually build companies that are far, far, far bigger than that. And uh, my best advice, I don't think anyone should be learning programming after the age of eight. I think everyone should be learning programming. That's the best second language because it, it, you are then a builder. You're someone that can control your own destiny, and you can actually think as well as build your startup. That's that's the, the number one tip by far. Uh, I'm, I was very lucky that I grew up in Nigeria, and so there was nothing else to do, so I learned how to program. But today, everyone can and should. And the second, so that's tip number one. Tip number two is always think about the team, right? Um, who do you want to spend the next five, six, seven, ten years sometimes? You know, the average, um, the average time to an exit in Tel Aviv is 5.2 years. Wow. Average marriage is five, right? So building a company is actually longer than the typical marriage. So it's a, it's a long-term commitment, and building the right team is, is key. Uh, Eden Shochat is with us. Uh, what's the ways of today? What is the, uh, you know, ways, of course, I don't know, I would say put Israel on the map, but I'm 
just a regular consumer, and you know, in terms of uh, in terms of reading about you know what what has put Israel and other countries on the map. Uh, what's the ways of today? What is the hottest? I don't know. Uh, you know, sought after uh, venture capital uh, a company. Uh, or or venture capital-supported company out there in high-tech. So it's pretty funny, right? So you remember that ICQ was the first one to actually put Israel on the map, but we're we're all too old by now. Nobody remembers that. That's exactly. That's in 95, 96, 97. And I'm I'm really glad finally to hear someone saying, "Oh, Waze put someone on the map." It's not ICQ anymore. So that, that's that's a great change just <laughs> of, of these years. Trust me, if I said it, it doesn't mean it's accurate. I'm just trying to give, <laughs> no, a, pers- good, trying good. To give a perspective Me- here. That when Waze hit it, all of a sudden, you know, there was a big Me- boom when it came to Israel. Messaging is reality, right? And so uh, it's great to actually be in San Francisco and and go with uh, an Uber driver and see him use Waze and right. and be able to tell him, "Hey, it's Israeli technology." That's that's actually really good, especially yeah. if if that driver is from Egypt or Jordan or anywhere else, and they're actually excited about using Israeli technology. And if, if you look at today, right, so you, had, you have pretty interesting companies, anywhere from WeWork is founded by an Israeli founder, right? It's one of the largest companies now in the world, and it's founded by Israeli founder. You have Windward. They track all the ships in the world, originally catching the Iranian bad guys, but they can now predict the oil supply in Japan in six days. Right, so the kind of Meerkat, which was one right. of the fastest growing companies in the world, that's an Israeli. Right? That's Israeli. That's absolutely Israeli from Jaffa. So you have you have some really wonderful companies now in Israel. Unbelievable. Well, uh, Eden Shochat, I, I assume it's just going to keep going, right? It's just a, this whole this whole industry is just going to keep booming. I would assume, right? That's that's what we hope, and I think uh, it's it's all our responsibility to take the. 270,000 people, right? That's 18% of GDP is, is a billion, is 100 billion shekels. And if we can take that into 540, so just double, right? That's our social responsibility, is just increasing that the scope and, and having more people participate in that industry. We're in the heart of Tel Aviv and Rehov Dizengoff, and really in the heart of the industry that you're describing. Yeah, right? absolutely. 100%. Great yeah. meeting you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Eden Shochat, everybody. A, uh, a perspective on the incredible tech boom that Tel Aviv and other areas of Israel is enjoying right now. Uh, JM and the AM, our Jewish Unity Initiative, want to take this opportunity and thank everybody who's been so helpful to us, including the Inbal Hotel, serving as our uh, uh, home base, as usual, in Yerushalayim. Our friends at Traveler's Choice, Yossi Devor and their entire staff at 212-868-8698. And they'll be presenting our Wednesday programming on jamtheam.org after Jam in the AM. Uh, Travel Cell, keeping us connected to the U.S. with their cell phone rental company, TravelCell.com, TravelCell.com. Um, uh, Mayor Kruder of Kruder Photography, who's with us, snapping away some great pictures. Thank you, Mayor Kruder. And, of course, Abe Bend and everybody at Pomegranate who have taken a, a tremendous interest in the Jewish Unity Initiative, and we greatly appreciate it. Yuval Klein is with us. Yuval Klein from Zuzu Tourism. Uh, specializing, I'm sure, in many things. We were told Segway rides and shook, um, and and shook tours in the Tel Aviv. Uh, Yuval Klein, welcome to JM in the AM. Hi, nice to meet you. Thank a you very much. To glad to be you. here. Uh, so, first of all, you are one of the most important people, as far as I'm concerned, in this show because one of our goals is to increase tourism, encourage people to come to Israel, not to believe. Every, not, not, to, not a matter of not believing everything they read, but not to focus as much on everything that they read about Israel in the news and to understand just how incredible it is to tour this country. It is one of the most fun places you could, you could possibly experience a trip, right? It is. Uh, first of all, thank you very much for inviting me for this show. Uh, we 
we're not going to hide the truth. It's true that Israel has suffered a serious blow in the last even two years right. uh, since we had the operation in Gaza last year and also uh, the occurrences of this current year. Uh, and I estimate that in Tel Aviv, tourism has gone down between 30 to 50 percent. In Jerusalem, even 80 and 90 percent, which are serious blows to the tourism industry. Wow. Uh, but Israel is a tough country. We uh, get on our legs and start uh, living life uh, fast again. And tourism is already starting to spring. You feel uh, it? Yeah, in February. Yeah, it's great. Like the, da the data from the last two weeks is becoming better. And uh, we'd like to invite everyone and welcome all of our Jewish brothers from the United States and yeah. Europe to come here. It seems some of the non-Jewish communities around the world are doing pretty well tourism-wise. We have to encourage our Jewish friends and neighbors to do That's the same right. thing. Uh, every time I get a phone call from uh, an American Jewish family that comes to Israel and they're here and they want to invite uh, a tour or any other activity that we have in our company, I'm thrilled and excited again. I, I mean, it imagine. costs so much money to come here and uh, spend time in hotels, three, four kids. It's amazing. It's we're excited to have uh, tourists here, and we thank you for coming. Yuval Klein, Zuzu Tourism. All right, what's with these uh, specialty tours? First of all, so, someone could take a segue and, what, spend the entire day on it? Our, <laughs> our company is called Zuzu, which uh, it's an interesting thing. Zuzu means in Hebrew, move it. Right. So it's about uh, active tourism. Lazuz. Yeah, Lazuz. Uh, it's about active tourism, and we, do, we have uh, uh, a lot of segue tours, bike tours that go all around Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. Uh, it's amazing to cross all Tel Aviv with a bike or a Segway. You can see Tel Aviv in a glance, all the important things. You can start at the Namal Tel Aviv, Tel Aviv port, and go through uh, Ben Gurion, see the house of Ben Gurion, uh, the city hall, uh, Kikar Rabin, and then go through uh, Habima Square, which is one of the most important uh, centers of uh, art and culture in Tel Aviv, and then Rochil Boulevard. You can see Tel Aviv in a glance, three hours, Nevet Tzedek, the history of Tel Aviv, how they put up the city. All uh, by Segway. All by Segway, all by bike. Three hours, you cross all Tel Aviv. It's amazing. That is incredible. Uh, also, I culinary tours are very strong now. That's a strong, uh, interesting... Uh, people like to eat. Yeah, people like to eat. And especially the Middle Eastern cuisine is very interesting. So a lot of tasting tours in uh, the Carmel market and also in the flea market in Jaffa. Right. Very interesting. A lot of people take it. Cooking classes. It's very interesting. And your company specializes in those tours? You can exactly. go to the Shuk and really exactly. all the activities, get into the details. Everything that happens uh, in Tel Aviv. All the activities in the city. Uh, information about Zuzu Tours um, and Zuzu Tourism. What do people do? How do they get uh, your information about your company? How do they? Get information about your company. Go uh, to the web. What should they do? They can either uh, go to, uh, to Google and just Google uh, Zoo, uh, hyphen Zoo, <laughs> C-O-I-L. <laughs> or they can just call us at 3 We are here to support. And uh, I just want to say that uh, sure. tourism is about coming to a country and observing the country. And uh, I think if uh, our Jewish brothers come here and just observe and see what's happening in Tel Aviv and in Israel, uh, the miracle that after 2,000 years we came back here and put up this amazing country. And just look at the infrastructure and the buses and the, the, the trains, the technology, uh, the skyscrapers and everything. I mean, it's amazing. And that's what it is about. It's not about uh, the beach and it's not about the, the, the high-tech industry. It's about, it's about observing the city and the life here. It's all Jewish and it's amazing. What so an important message. Thank you. And we try to transmit that constantly and remind people to get to Israel as soon as possible. Tadarabai, Yuval. Yuval Klein, Zuzu Tours. Thank you very much. Thank you very it's much. A pleasure. It's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, we have more coming up, including a street performance right now by Daniela Javiel, the great violinist. Daniela Javiel with Yisrael Sosna. Yisrael Sosna on keyboard. Thank you. 
right here in Rehov Dizengoff in Tel Aviv at JM in the AM. Daniela Javier on the streets of Tel Aviv with us here at Dizengoff. Unbelievable. Uh, we are speaking to you with our host, Joseph, at La Lasagna, 177 Rehov Dizengoff here in Tel Aviv. Our Jewish Unity Initiative has taken us to the center of Tel Aviv. Uh, solidarity with our brothers and sisters. Reminders about um, 
about tourism to Israel. And we thank you for tuning in. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, and, of course, here on Rehov Dizengoff in Tel Aviv, around the world on the web, jmdm.org, and, of course, on the NSN app. I want to thank Stan, who's back in our studio, and, of course, our wonderful staff, including uh, ZK and Miriam L. Wallach and Yoni Pollock and uh, Elon Katz, uh, of course, uh, Jamie Turkel, uh, Rami Finkelstein, everyone back in the U.S., and everybody who's been working so hard here to produce this Jewish Unity Initiative week. All right, David Fadida says we're ready for more of Uzi Tzadok, right? Youngster, Uzi Tzadok is ready. Here we go. Street performance by Uzi Tzadok. It's called Shema Yisrael, one of the most popular performers now in Israel. This young man continues uh, to... Uh, to uh, mesmerize everybody. You can watch right now at NachumSiegel.com. Watch the performance now at NachumSiegel.com.
Kolaka vote. Uzi Sadok, he is a, a young star in Israel and uh, somebody who, based on the, did you see how the way, did you, did you see what's going on here? I mean, people are stopping to see him perform in Rehov Dizengoff here in the middle of the street. Uh, obviously one of the, uh, at this point, <laughs> one of the most well-known performers in Israel. A cab driver pulled over when he saw Uziah, got out of his car to take a selfie with him. <laughs> <laughs> on Rehov Dizengoff. Yeah. How do you it's like crazy. That? What's going on? Let's get him here for 10 seconds. Yeah, I know he doesn't speak English. Uziah. We'll, we'll get him here for 10 seconds. Let him... Well, I they're not going to speak anything. Just want to say hi and congratulate, and that's it. We 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 know that his English is not. Uh, shalom, shalom. Shalom, shalom. Nice to see you again. Um, uh, how do you say that you're enjoying it, David? You saw what happened here, all the people? You see this every day, it's okay. You see it every day? It's always like that. I hope that it'll be very and enjoy it. Thank you for being here. Uziat Sadok, everybody. Want to take a picture? Uziat Sadok. Let's take a little picture here. You have a surprise for you. A surprise? Hafta? Mayesh. Nachum Siga. Thank you. One of the best jingles I ever had. Uh, there he is, Uziat Sadok. You look at the camera. But it's funny how people on Dizengoff Street are stopping to see this young man. Unbelievable. Mazal tov to you. He's a great singer, that's for sure. All right. Um, big thank you to everybody who's helped us with our uh, Jewish Unity Initiative. We are on Rechov Dizengoff here in Tel Aviv. And we are broadcasting from... Uh, Joseph's Restaurant. It's called La Lasagna, 177 Dizengoff here in Tel Aviv. A big thank you to Daniela Javiel. A big thank you to uh, Uzi Sadok. A big thank you to Yisrael Sosna for keyboard playing. And a big thank you to David Fadida for again coming through with us. Some great music. Tomorrow, uh, more music when we get to, um, when we get to, um, to the Gush. When we get to the Gush. We are, to, we are anticipating at Pinachama that Shlomo Katz is going to be joining us, which will be unbelievable, really unbelievable, and we thank everybody for that. All right, earlier today we had an opportunity to um, be at Shari Tzedek Medical Center, and Dr. Shalom Strano, who heads the Shari Tzedek Medical Center state-of-the-art breast imaging center and is Israel's leading diagnostic expert in the area of breast cancer, joined us. And uh, I want to thank our friends at Shari Tzedek Medical Center, Rachel Wolf and Mayor Fertig, and um, Audrey Gross, who took us around today and showed us what, some of the most incredible things they're doing there at Shari Tzedek. Anyway, here's my conversation with Dr. Shalom Strano. This is JM in the AM. JM in the AM, our Jewish Unity Initiative, and we are visiting Shari Tzedek Medical Center here in Jerusalem, and Dr. Shalom Strano is with us. Dr. Strano heads the Shari Tzedek Medical Center's state-of-the-art breast imaging center and is Israel's leading diagnostic expert in the area of breast cancer. The mammography unit provides one-stop shopping for breast health services. When needed within one visit, a woman can have a mammogram, ultrasound, and biopsy. And last year, 
The unit examined over 10,000 patients, comprising over 65% of cases of breast cancer in Jerusalem. Dr. Shalom Strano, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. Um, tell us what is happening today in 2016. It seems that every single year there are so many new developments in terms of treating breast cancer and what you as physicians learn about breast cancer. What are the most recent developments now? Well, I'm really involved with the detection of breast cancer and the workup of diagnosed cases. Sharit Sedek is really a primarily a referral center for problematic cases centered in Jerusalem and wider Israel and also internationally. So we drain all the complicated cases that need further workup and clarification. That's what we call our diagnostic arm. Right. And then we have the routine screening cases. We essentially, because we're centered in a, a multidisciplinary center like Sherry Tzedek, which is fully integrated in terms of its surgery, oncology, pathology, and diagnostics, we drain the high-risk patients in Israel. So we have a dedicated high-risk screening clinic, which is called Noga, and we have this very large diagnostic arm that we have, which involves mammography, ultrasound, and MRI. Right. What's really new is, by us, not much, because we've had the benefit of being able to run an integrated system in Israel for more than 20 years, whereas in America now, they're only starting to do that. At the moment in America, they in this transition phase from what was called pure screening mammography to tailored-centered screening, where each patient has an individual risk assessment, and then on the basis of their risk, they have a mammogram and plus, right. which could involve ultrasound, MRI, etc. Because our reimbursement here is more um, user-friendly, and we don't have the financial restraints which the radiology community has in America, we are able to provide our patients with a fully integrated screening service, which is only starting now in the States. Yeah, that explains why in the U.S. there's been so right. much discussion so we, so about... We, right. So we don't have that controversy here. Right. We're able to bring a patient in and to do a mammogram, and then straight away to do an ultrasound, and if necessary, a biopsy. And it's all covered in one visit. All right. Understood. Dr. Shalom Strano is here, Shari Tzedek Medical Center, State-of-the-Art Breast Imaging Center. Uh, genetic issues that lead to the onset of breast cancer, it seems that there's always some type of Jewish connection to this disease. What could you tell us about that? Well, that is correct. Um, we have about 30,000, 40,000 women in Israel to carry the Ashkenazi um, BRCA gene, which, as I explained um, just a while ago, is the reason why we have this large, dedicated, high-risk clinic. So these women um, come in they're actually managed by a coordinator in the clinic. And on the day that they come in, they are, have a clinical examination by a surgeon. They are examined by a gynecologist for ovarian risk. They then come for mammography, ultrasound on the same day, and are then referred for, we, we do six-month interval MRI. You know, some centers in the world do the MRI at the same time. We stagger stagger our MRI study. So that's our high-risk Ashkenazi population. Mm -hmm. In addition to that, we have an extremely well-developed and um, cutting-edge genetics department, which is involved now also in assessing what we call familial 
PRC negative families, in other words, mother, sister, grandmother, but all tests for BRCA are negative. That constitutes approximately two-thirds of the genetic pool. So we're now starting to build a program also for what we call our high-risk genetic negative population in addition to the Ashkenazi BRCA population to see if we can find the genetic source for that population's risk. And, and once that genetic source is found, right. how will it change the way you and your staff approaches the disease uh, when you have a patient who needs to be treated? Well, let me go back one step. Firstly, it will change the way we screen these patients right. because, in a sense, it's better to know that you are a BRCA family because if you test negative, you're true negative. But if you are a genetic risk family where you have mother, sister, grandmother, and they all test BRCA negative, we don't know if you're true negative or not. So there are a lot of women now being screened as high risk, and they may not be high risk. To answer your specific question, what we're doing now is we're profiling the genetic structure of carcinomas in BRCA-positive patients and trying to compare the genetic profile, what we call the genetic signature, of the carcinomas in the BRCA patients because we know how those patients respond to therapy. And if we can find the same signature in BRCA-negative patients, that gives us a window now to understand the genetics and the potential therapy for BRCA-negative patients in addition to BRCA-positive patients. And all this, of course, overstating the obvious, is to lessen the number of cases and to, I assume, eventually eliminate, just based on detection and screening, uh, what so many people go through at this time. Well, unfortunately, we can't stop breast cancer at the moment. All we can do is we can catch it at an early enough phase, what we call a lead time benefit, which gives us a window of early therapy which would give the patient a longer survival or cure. So, yes, definitely the more we understand about the biology and specifically the genetics of the, of the tumors, it gives us an ability to give earlier earlier detection, earlier treatment, and more specific and tailored treatment. Uh, Dr. Shalom Strano, head of Shari Tedek Medical Center's state-of-the-art breast imaging center, Israel's leading diagnostic expert in the area of breast cancer. Continued success with everything you're doing here. The reputation of your center is absolutely remarkable. Thank you so much. A pleasure meeting you. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM.
Tomorrow we're scheduled to enjoy live music from uh, Shlomo Katz when we're at Pinachama in the Gush. Uh, that's what's on tap for tomorrow. We've had some amazing live music today, and you can watch it all right now at NahumSiegel.com. I didn't even realize we're going to be doing some more live music right now with Daniela Javiel, the great violinist. He's coming up. Are we ready? Ready to start? Here we go. On the streets of Tel Aviv and Rachov Dizengov, Daniela Javiel, live on Jam in the AM.
Wow. 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 Daniela Javier. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Live performance as we celebrate life in Israel. Uh, no great place, no greater place to celebrate than in the middle of Rehov Dizengoff in Tel Aviv. Unbelievable. Celebrating uh, life in Israel and reminding everybody to continue to support our brothers and sisters in the Holy Land. Plan trips. Tourism is so important at this time, especially. Yashakoach, Daniel. Unbelievable. Benji Lovett is here. Benji Lovett has been um, described to me as a comedian, as a writer, as somebody who comments about, especially about, uh, the news of the day and the times that are that people are going through here in Israel. Benji Lovett, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. Oh, that Hi. sounds cool. Wow, this is great sound quality. Well, we got you guys the best, don't mess around here in the, the AM. Best, we got the best engineer in the business. What do you want? Jewish, of course. Well, what do you expect? All right. It's been a tough few months here in Israel. We know there are certain realities. We've addressed them this morning uh, here at JM in the AM. We have certain realities of what people are going through. Random attacks are not uh, anything pleasant to live with, obviously. Uh, at the same time, we're here to celebrate. We're here to celebrate Jewish life. We're here to celebrate how incredible it is here in Israel. We're here to encourage people to continue to support our brothers and sisters here and to um, maintain their trips with regularity to Israel. So you, I am told, have a unique take on all of this. You have a unique take on what life is like in this great country. Uh, that's what your staff is telling me. Yeah, <laughs> If you don't have a sense of humor here, you will go nuts. And uh, the Jewish people have been able to uh, laugh throughout adversity, and no one does it better than in this country. Imagine that. That's what it is. Yeah. It's simply that if you don't laugh, it's impossible to be Jewish. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, nothing like a good uh, talk about uh, terror in the AM, but you know we're right down the street from the shooting about a month right. ago. Now, that so was on Dizengoff, what, a block or two right, from here? A block or two down. Uh, and look, life is going on. It's wonderful. I mean, you see it. It's a beautiful day. Yeah. So, you know, people should continue to come visit because, uh, you know... It's probably more dangerous driving over the GWB in the morning, whatever. Your your observations are always comedic ones. I mean, uh, could you give us a sample of you know of looking at Jewish life in Israel, you know, from a comedic angle? Oh God, it's so hard to perform. Off yeah, stage. I know. Oh, look, I mean, uh, you know, I, I talk about a million things, and uh, you know, for example, the, the holidays here, you know, Hanukkah, Purim, those right. are easy. Some holidays, you know, I didn't even know much about before I got here. Like, what do we do on Memorial Day in America? Right. Shop, you know, shop, barbecue. What yeah. do people do here? There's a siren. 11 o'clock in the morning, they take it stops, seriously. they get out of the cars and they freeze for two minutes. Okay, that would have been nice to know. I had no idea. You know, I suddenly, I'm walking down the street, everything is great. Suddenly, ooh, I thought aliens would come to eat my brain. I'm like, is this a flash mob? What is going on? I had no idea. Funnier on stage, but nevertheless. Well, I think it's pretty funny even off stage. In the AM. And this, not is not ha- and this is how you discovered it. It just happened to happen to you. Yeah, you, you have to have, yeah, it's just you're a fish out of water here. Uh, you know, Israelis being Americans just clash of cultures and it's, it's hilarious. Uh, yeah, that, there must be a lot of material when it comes to that. Not just oh Americans and Israelis, but really people from around the world and Israelis. I mean, there's so many different cultures here. Absolutely. Jewish and non-Jewish. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's hilarious. What's your latest uh, article or uh, post about? What's the um, well, I've been pretty busy. I'm going on a tour in the States. I'm going to a comedy tour. Um, you know, synagogues, JCCs, federations, things like that. So I haven't written for a while, but I wrote, uh, like, uh, what was it? Uh, Top 10 reasons the Christmas stinks in Israel. <laughs> you know, no, no chimneys. <laughs> right. gonna give, give Very good. Santa Claus. You know the minute Santa gets over Israeli airspace, he's getting shot down by the Iron Dome. <laughs> right. So, not so he, be a Christian. So he could have not possibly penetrate no, this area. Not a chance. So, you know, just stuff like that. Uh, Benji Lovett is here. He's got a comedic angle on uh, what's happening here in Israel. What do you think of the Seinfeld visit to Israel? Uh, well, you know what? Uh, it, it was great. 
First of all, when anyone comes, it's a national event. I mean, it, you know, if you look at the, the headlines of the last couple right. of hours, everyone's going crazy about Springsteen rumors not confirmed, right. Beyonce. But when anyone comes, it's so exciting. It's like a validation of us. So when right. Jerry Seinfeld came, it was even the comedy aside, it was wonderful. Uh, and uh, does your tour have a name? Does your tour have a title to it yet? It's called uh, JM and the AM Comedy Tour. Wow! No, it's, uh, I, you know, I, I am flattered! You know, uh, about five years ago when I started doing these tours, I realized I could give it a name. So I called one tour, Hummus Face. Because <laughs> why not? If you can name your tour, why not? No, but there are no names. But uh, I'll be in you know, Silver Spring and Toronto and uh, Memphis and Minnesota, all over the place. And I'm back again uh, right around Yomot's Food. It's clean. It's kosher. Uh... You know, just it's fun. It's fun. Simple as that. Yeah. A lot of observations you can make about this country. Uh, yeah, there are no end of observations, and uh, you know. It's and how is it that so many of the of the of the uh, tragic episodes? I hate to put it that way. They just don't bring people down. It's amazing how how everyone here bounces back the way they do. Well, look, I, you know, from the minute I've gotten here, I'm in this weird situation where, you know, you, you so badly want to be a Tzabah or an Israeli, and we right. don't, you know, we don't totally get it. I haven't, you know, thank God I haven't experienced close loss, but, you know, life, it, it, you know, you have to get up and go to work in the morning. I mean, life continues. I wasn't here during the second intifada. You just, com- but you, everyone says you compartmentalize. You have to keep going, otherwise you go crazy. It's a little harder with Facebook now, because when these things happen, everyone right. posts, and everyone brings each other down, but it's still a magical, wonderful place, and we're, you know... When you're a member of this community and you're grieving, you're grieving with members of your family. And, you know, it's, you know, Shabbat comes every week, that's nice. Or there's always a Chag coming out. You know, this country is a bunch of miracles. When you live here, you may forget about it, but, uh, or you may take it for granted. But, you know, I mean, look at the city. It, it, it's great. There's do you life. live in Tel Aviv? I do. I live down the street. What do you think of this place, Rehob Dizengoff? It's great. Yeah, it's, you uh, live down the street, yeah, literally? Yeah. yeah, it's like, uh, you know, it's like Little Manhattan, Little New York. Right. Pretty amazing. How do people find you on the web? Uh, my website is BenjiLovett.com. We are redoing it right now. New website to launch next month. So if it doesn't look so nice, don't hold it against me. But uh, I write on the Times of Israel. I've got YouTube clips. Facebook is where uh, some of your staff here discovered me and uh, my frequent you know, observations about elections or conflict or whatever. But uh, What is it like uh, performing during a war in bomb shelters for people who are basically holed up in those bomb shelters? It's extremely rewarding. You know, when you feel like you're doing a mitzvah because you're making people laugh, and you know, and they can laugh at a bomb shelter. Yeah, people want to. La- people want to laugh while under fire. People want to laugh. I mean, thank God. You know, thank God. You know, it's uh, thank God for the Iron Dome. But uh, if you didn't laugh, you'd go crazy. So the sense of humor is often a little darker here. But because we're in it, we can joke about it. Uh, Benji Lovett, everybody, you can check him out on the web. He'll be in the United States for the big tour, and of course. Uh, um, is, it lives right here on Rehov Dizengoff, which is pretty cool, in the center of Tel Aviv. Well, I, I just want to say thank you for coming to Israel. And to all your listeners, please come. Please come visit. It's, it's amazing. And if you don't, you know, if, if you're ever worried that it's not safe, just talk to anyone who's been here or is here, and we'll tell you. Everyone will say you feel safer here than you do in America usually. So Say it again. Coming. Please come now. Let's please go. Please come visit. It's, uh, you'll never, ever regret it. Benji, thank you. Thank you so Great much. Great meeting you. You too. Great meeting you. We knew we'd see some celebrities on uh, Rechov Dizengoff. We didn't realize that Benji Lovett's going to be stopping by. <laughs> anyway, more coming up. It's JM and the AM live from Israel's Our Jewish Unity Initiative. We have more live music coming up? We have, we have more live music coming up, so be patient, everybody. We'll be doing that. You can check the whole thing out at NahumSiegel.com on the homepage. I want to thank everybody who's been so helpful to us, including the Inbal Hotel of Yerushalayim, our friends at Traveler's Choice, Yossi Devora and their entire staff at 212-868-8698. Uh, a travel cell, 
um, cell phone rental company that has done a fantastic job for us and in keeping us connected to the United States, and we thank them. Go to TravelSell.com. Mayor Cruder of Cruder Photography, Mr. A. Banda, and everybody, of course, at Pomegranate. This has been um, a wonderful Jewish Unity Initiative, and tomorrow will be in the Gush. Tomorrow will be at um, Pinachama in Gush Etzion, and we hope that everybody out there will be uh, tuned in and will join us for the final day of our Jewish Unity Initiative tour. This is JM in the AM. J.M. in the A.M., and I'm told we've got one more uh, live music performance coming up from Rehov Dizengah from the center of Tel Aviv. I want to thank Joseph Tamam. Joseph Tamam, if you're ever on Rehov Dizengah, stop by uh, La Lasagna. Does Joseph speak English? Does he want to uh, say hi to everybody in the United States or not? Uh, La Lasagna at 177 Rehov Dizengah, 177 Dizengah Street here in the middle of Tel Aviv. You can thank Joseph for being here and hosting us here at JM and the AM. We wanted to say thank you to you. We want to say thank you to you. It was my pleasure. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, is, it, is it nice to have visitors from the United States? Very nice. Also, I like all the staff, all the, the uh, how we say, 
Atmosphere. Eh? The atmosphere. The atmosphere, yes. With atmosphere, or people is outside just making pictures. So it's also good publicity for me. There you go. <laughs> La lasagna. Yeah, in 177 Rechov Dizengoff in Tel Aviv. Uh, simple as that. What do you think of the music? The music is uh, nice as fantastic. well. Fantastic. Really fantastic. I didn't know before about the, the young boy. That is really uh, incredible. Uziat Sadok, he's very good, is right. It's and who is this gentleman to your right? Who is this? This is my brother. Ah, shalom, shalom. I am the brother and I am the chef. The chef and the brother. Yes. Well, when you come to Tel Aviv, check out La Lasagna with Joseph and with... Menashe. And Menashe. And they'll take good care of you here at 177 Rechov Dizengoff. Tadaraba Odpam. You're welcome. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Really. What a delight to meet you. <laughs> and thank, thank you. you for hosting us. Um... So when you're here in Tel Aviv, for sure, Tadarba, thank you so much, Tadarba. When you're here in Tel Aviv, for sure, you stop by and you say hello. It is pretty amazing being here at a time when a lot of people think of reasons not to be here. And it's so important to plan trips and to make sure to be part of what is the present and future of the Jewish people. No matter what city you, you might want to frequent or be part of, just make sure that you pay careful attention to Israel and get Israel and trips to Israel on your radar as soon as possible. I want to thank those who have um, been watching the Kosher Halftime Show with Lipa. We're approaching 12,000 views. We may even be over 12,000 views at this point, which is pretty amazing. I want to thank everybody for that and all the hardworking staff. I want to thank everybody at Shari Tzedek Medical Center, Mayor Fertig, Audrey Gross, Rachel Wolf, of course, for hosting us this morning. Uh, Dr. Halevi was there as well and um, for giving us an amazing uh, morning in Yerushalayim earlier today. Tomorrow we're at Pinachama, Tzomet HaGush. We'll be there tomorrow. And uh, Shlomo Katz, the rumor is, is going to be joining us for the musical portion of tomorrow's show. And we're looking forward to being in the gush on the final day of our Jewish Unity Initiative. All right, we go outside. The streets of Tel Aviv, Rachov Dizengoff and Uzi Tzadok. Watch it right now. Watch it right now at AppleSingle.com. Watch it right now at AppleSingle.com. אנשים ודמיונות מגעים נגמרים בהסברים רק הלב עובד שרות לכסות את הגמרא אם יש גן עדן או מקום מסתר עכשיו הבקיא אותי בעת קצרה
Wow. Kol HaKavod. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. What a performance. On the streets of Tel Aviv. On Rechov Dizengoff. And every time the, kid's, the kid opens his mouth, all of a sudden, <laughs> there's a crowd taking photos and videos. And it's more yeah. than that. We were afraid that the police were going to give us a ticket for performing on the sidewalk. Instead, they pulled over, took a picture, and drove off. Are you serious? Yes! Gosh, you don't have to see what's going on here behind you. Unbelievable. It's crazy. People were like literally dodging traffic to get over here. They're all taking pictures with him. Selfies galore. He it's, is a star in Israel. He's so cute. He is a star in Israel. It's as simple as that. Yes. Unbelievable. So, so far, I just want you to know, two days in a row here, two songs dedicated to me. Ah. <laughs> Next time you tell me I have no pull anymore, I just want to remind you of that. Well, David Fadida made sure that yes. Mr. Sadok would dedicate his song to you. All right, more coming up. It's JM in the AM as we uh, continue in our final minutes, actually. We're yep. getting close to the end of our Wednesday broadcast from Tel Aviv. Rechov Dizengoff, our Jewish Unity Initiative, continues. This is JM in the AM.
Ya soy iris rádico, y de la moves, de la moves, lo ines Ya soy, ya soy, ya soy iris rádico, de la moves, de la moves, lo ines Ya soy, ya soy. Ya soy disrádico, del amor del amor lo hice solo. Hoy dejó, hoy hoy dejó que a mí soní.
JM in the AM. That's uh, David Gabe before that, Benny Friedman, as we close things out from Rechov Dizengoff here in Tel Aviv, our Jewish Unity Initiative, with a, um, a wonderful visit to the center of this metropolis. And I thank all of our special guests who joined us for their perspective as we speak about Jewish unity and travel to Israel and try to remind everybody about the importance of uh, all those things. Uh, tomorrow will be in the Gush. Tomorrow will be at Pinachama. We'll be meeting, uh, I'm sure, Israeli soldiers and some wonderful people who live in uh, Judea and Samaria, Yudav Shomron. And you have an opportunity uh, tomorrow to tune in, and Shlomo Katz is expected to be doing our live music, which will be pretty amazing. Uh, he's always amazing. And uh, we hope you'll tune in between 6 and 9 a.m. and join us here at JM in the AM as our Jewish Unity Initiative continues. Here's Yoel Sharabi with a great song about Israel.
here at JMA. I want to thank David Fadida and everybody who was responsible for our incredible live music here today. Boy, we had incredible live music on Rechov Dizengoff, that's for sure. <laughs> incredible live music on Rechov Dizengoff. A big thank you to the entire staff, Miriam Alwalek, Chief Engineer ZK, Yoni Pollock, Elon Katz, uh, Mayor Kruder of Kruder Photography, Jamie Turkel uh, doing a great job from far away, too far away, um, but um, they're doing a great job. Uh, Avrami Finkelstein, of course, and uh, all the members of our crew who have been doing such an amazing job with the Jewish Unity Initiative. Tomorrow we're back. We'll be um, at the Gush. We will be at the uh, Pinachama with Shlomo Katz and his live performance. Don't forget, you can check the whole thing out, video form at NahumSiegel.com and the later on our YouTube channel, NahumSiegelNet. A big thank you to Stan in our studio in Jersey City, taking care of everything on that end. And I thank everybody here on Rechov Dizengoff in the heart of Tel Aviv. Achenob Yisrael and Achim Lachem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. And today from Rehov Dizengoff in Tel Aviv, around the world on the web, jmdm.org, and of course on the NSN app. And a big thank you to Mr. A. Benda and everybody at Pomegranate for their support of the Jewish Unity Initiative and understanding the importance of being in Israel at this time. And our two messages, one of solidarity and two of travel and tourism, to make sure to keep the trips going to the Holy Land. I thank you for tuning in, everybody, and for being part of these historic broadcasts. Tomorrow, we wrap it all up with a Thursday visit to Pinachama with all the Israeli soldiers and people and folks in the Gush who are going to be joining us and Shlomo Katz doing our live music. Uh, plenty coming up all through the day, including our live lunch, Z-Report live lunch with Yossi Zweig, starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the stream at jmandtheam.org. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.